This is the EPLOG audio experience. God created poet, poet created poetry, and the universe echoed with the sound of poetry. Emotions, expressions, identification. Different voices, different regions, different concerns. I'm Bhavna Sumaya and you are listening to Kavya, The Sound of Poetry. Meghna Gulzar started her career as a freelance writer. Her poems were published in the anthologies of the Poetry Society of India. But young as she was, she never bragged about it. Later, she assisted filmmaker Saeed Mirza and her own father, Gulzar Saab, scripted her own films, short documentaries, but seldom talked about it. Films brought her accolades and when the heart was full, she sought refuge in poetry. But Meghna never shared what she wrote with her husband and certainly not with her father. It is short of a miracle that we have managed to convince Meghna to share her poetry with us. But before that, a quick flashback. I think she must have been five years old. She was in a t-shirt wearing a band on her head and had tied two plaids. And she was fighting with her father, who is Gujar Sa. And that day, her father exposed me to one of the poems that she had written. And I am the first editor to publish Meghna Gulzar. And later on, she became this great, big filmmaker. So it's my privilege to introduce Meghna Gulzar to my listeners. Welcome to the show, Meghna. Thank you for having me, Bhavna Aunty. The pleasure and the privilege is all mine. And do you remember what that poem was which you had written at uh, the age of five? I think it was uh, around seven, I think. Uh, it, did it have something to do with me asking him for money and that he is running <laughs> because now he is running? Yeah. <laughs> it was good and it was rhyming. And uh, I don't know whether you ever showed that poem published to your school or to your class. No, I, I don't think I have ever gone public with my poems. You're the only person who goads them out of me. You know, I am just wondering that uh, you have always been a reluctant uh, poet. Uh, you didn't want anybody to know that you wrote poetry. You never shared it with anybody. If anybody praised you, you were uh, skeptical. And uh, you mm. just write poems and you hide them somewhere. Yes, in in a folder which is now over when technology has advanced, it's become a hard disk. <laughs> so what is this game you play with poetry? Why do you not want to get public? I think largely also because I found a different avenue to express my, uh, not just my creativity, but also my beliefs and my aspirations and my ideologies. Uh, so I think somewhere poems uh, kind of took the back seat. But I realized that writing poetry didn't come very easily to me. It it, it took a lot uh, in the sense, Papa used to always encourage me from the time that I was a child and I was writing basic rhymes. And, you know, he was just teaching me the basics of the rhyming patterns, etc. Till, till he led me into even breaking the rhyming pattern and going into uh, free verse. Hmm. But um, it somehow took a lot out of me. I had to be tremendously emotionally moved to write a poem mm. and more often than not it was the emotion of sadness that had to move me to write mm. um, in fact that's what I was discussing with you also that when I was going back to look for the poems to send you um, mm. I, I got sad reading them 
because they came from a place of immense sadness. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think I've, I realized that the emotion that triggered me to write a poem would then remain and linger much longer because I was also writing the poem. Mm-hmm. So uh, somehow I think the method of catharsis moved to writing scripts or stories and eventually films. Hmm. Uh, now, uh, whether I agree with you or not that the poems uh, make me sad, I am going to first hmm. ask you to recite your first poem. What is it called? Hmm. The first poem is called A Lifetime. Great. The sea swallows yet another sun and the question of existence comes to mind. Determination and insecurity take turns and uncover the fertility of purpose. Time slips like grains of sand, leaving the salt spray behind, till it burns the eyes and tears flow, washing away the scars of pain. Living becomes a habit that one tries hard to break, but goes on breathing nevertheless, weakened by worldly restraints. The waves lash across the shores and the island weeps in silence, watching the tides rise and ebb and the moon break to pieces. As monotony traps the intellect, the instincts spur within, arousing the soul from the settled dust to change and never look back again. So what uh, made you write this poem, Meghna, if it's not too personal to ask? I think this was around the time that uh, college was ending. Okay. And you had the whole you know, universe ahead of you in the sense that, you know, it's a, it's a very, very significant threshold for a young person because you have these really big decisions that you have to make. What do you want to be? What career do you want to pursue? Do you want to do higher education? Um, and sometimes you don't have the answers the moment you're asked a question or the moment you're expected to make that decision, mm. right? Um, mm. So I think this was around that time because it was also a very insecure time. Because you're choosing, you're, you have to choose a career or a profession and then what if down the road you realize that you're not cut out for it or you're not good at it and you're going to be a failure. Will you have the opportunity to, you know, kind of step back, uh, recant and try and do something else? And I'm, yeah. I'm speaking, this poem is over 25 years old, yeah. right? Um, hmm. So it was very different then. It, the education systems become much more liberal now. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, you can be in the science stream and do a little bit of uh, mass media along with it. We didn't have that at that point. It was rigid. It, it was very, very rigid. Um, but you, you know, know, in so, this first hmm. poem that you recited, what uh, hmm. makes me pause and ponder is when you use words like question of existence. It's, hmm. you know, it's a big question. Mm. And uh, the second is uh, futility of purposes. Mm. I mean, how can a young girl be thinking about futility of purposes? I think this must have got to do with the fact that I was veering towards films. Mm. And I had these huge mega licks at home in the same industry, right? Yeah. And um, I'm, I'm, I'm processing this now. I don't know whether that is what caused me to write these lines then. Yes, but I'm I'm also processing it in retrospect right now, mm. um, wondering whether that the, that also added to the insecurity that you're stepping into a line where your mother and father have excelled and they are in you know uh, immensely respected and adulated and adored, 
will you be able to match up or even live up to yeah. those expectations mm. you know and uh, another thing i notice is that there are uh, similes you use mm. you know and uh, even moon comes in your uh, well i i will put that to genetics <laughs> because your father is obsessed with the moon yes and uh, moon is a recurrent uh, motif in all his poems yes uh, there there must be uh, other things also which will come to later now what mm. is the second one that you're going to recite for us uh, the second poem is called the bargain the demons have risen from the gallows of my mind ready to strike a bargain custom has decreed a gift for each one and they will settle for nothing less bereft of all my riches i have even mortgaged my soul yet i fall short of just one for that they will take my first born my daughter is getting married what made you write this this was uh, again around a little later but in the same phase i was going to the us uh, to do a so summer course so roughly which year was this would have been about 94 okay were um, you married no this was the beginning of that process yes actually. yes that's what i yeah. wanted to ask yeah so and i hadn't told papa that uh, my boyfriend then who is now my husband uh, actually had a uh, had gotten a green card and wanted to go to the us and which is why i was following and film school had very little to do with my decision but mummy was the one who broke it to him and then it was decided that i can't just take off like that we have to get engaged before we go yeah and so his family lives in patiala in punjab and uh, we decided to meet in delhi and they were coming from there and we were going from here hmm. and then suddenly like friends and well wishers and i'm saying this in quotes um hmm. popped out of the woodwork and said nahi nahi ye leke jana hai ye shagun ke liye dena hai ye unko dena hai unko dena and it was just driving me batty hmm. because i was like i don't want this uh, ceremonial thing it is it's kind of eroding the the emotionality and the sentimentality and the um the pristineness of the moment hmm bhavna and we were 19 when we got engaged to each other my god we were 19 my god so you know and at yeah. that time all that should matter is are you making the right decision because you're going to you're making a promise to spend the rest of your life with this person yeah and that other person is doing it as well yeah for a girl at 19 it may not sound like such a big thing now but the boy was also 19 yeah it's huge responsibility you know and in the middle of that all this shagan and this ye and ye and wo and and so this is when i wrote this and i think papa still has this under the glass on his writing table it's a fabulous poem and because you know you are not yet a mother but you are writing it from also a mother's perspective i was and actually I writing it, it uh, entirely from my parents perspective yes and and it's very heartbreaking this one mm. is heartbreaking because i mean somewhere i know that they are also not big ones for this you know this how do i call it this ritualism they're not those people i know that yeah and for them to have to do it because duniya ki rawayat hai hmm it's stifling hmm i like the line where you say mortgage hmm <laughs> okay now we come to the third poem mm hmm it is called the letter yes the mind flogs the hand and the pen bleeds 
ink etches the page like acid folded the papers fractured with creases and suffocated into a sealed envelope the postage stamp only adds to the burden as i approach the mailbox i wonder which one of us is in more pain where does this seed come from where does the muse come from i was in america and i was very homesick Hmm. I was I was very homesick. Um, I had finished my summer course, and uh, I was trying to do something which would, you know, bring me closer to the world of films. Hmm. Um, uh, in that process, I ended up uh, being an anchor for an Indian television show. I was doing small part-time jobs to make a living because I didn't want uh, mummy and papa to be paying for my experiment Absolutely. living in the United yeah. States. Hmm. Um. but i realized that i want to make hindi films i mm. can't do it sitting in new york mm. i have to come back mm. and i think this was in the beginning of that realization that i have to come back but there's this 20 year old boy who has got the opportunity for a green card to go and make mm. it there mm. um, but he's saying he'll come back as well mm. you know so it 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 was a trying time you know the line where you say the pen bleeds mm. it's <laughs> it just kind of kills me and uh, you see because uh, you don't write actually but thank you English. thank you for for saying that you know in english you are completely different uh, like chalk and cheese his mm. is more romanticized and soft yours is quite brutal you know mm. and it hits mm. you hard and um, it just makes you stop and think that what is she going through mm. so anyway your next poem you said <laughs> it's going to be sweet yes they come from all over to see me every day some even bring tourists no these are not the expectant eyes of a mother longing for her son or the lover whose wait has ended that was another time when i raced the surf of faraway seas and embraced the shores of exotic lands till a meteorological twist of fate turned me into a freak trapped unwillingly even the tide doesn't come in to caress me but they come every day to see the ship that lost its way and the chatwalas come with them now this is something that really troubles me now where does the freak come from um okay so this was a uh, it, it was supposed to be lighter um but it ah, ten- tended to become a little melancholic yeah. as well um so you know around that time maybe 5 6 years later this is now i've gone to the us i've come back uh mm-hmm. i think i was working with said sab at that time or maybe mm-hmm. later but mm-hmm. there was a ship that had come off shore at carter road yeah okay it was stranded on carter road and mm. it was there for a while and the, in the beginning there were talks of turning it into a floating restaurant etc etc uh, mm. but eventually it just rusted and then they kind of broke it away into scraps and sold it or something like that mm-hmm. so this comes from there yeah my god imagine a <laughs> ship that is lying there we all passed by and nobody thought about it and you uh, made it into a freak and you wrote a poem fabulous thank you we come now to the fifth poem diagnosis the physician had no answer the science was at a loss 
even the hakim couldn't explain why his herbs had not worked the witch doctor gave up for i had no evil spirit just a constant suffocation but no fish bone in my throat an old man heard the story and he was sure he had the cure he took one look and knew the malady had afflicted him before as i watched him anxiously from his satchel he retrieved an old pen with a golden nib and a tablet of parchment he felt my pulse and then pierced the golden nib into my wrist and let my blood stain the parchment the stifled gasp escaped my throat and the stain smeared into a poem before he left he prescribed we poets need to keep writing this i think <laughs> particularly because of the last line uh, this i think has to have come from papa constantly goading me to write there was a time when he was convinced that i should uh, come out with a collection and i think for 3 to 4 years continuously he was like give me a 100 poems i said papa i have 20 he said 20 will look like a leaflet mm-hmm. for a book it needs to be 100 poems you need to write uh, and this is actually also i think from one thing that he told me when i would keep saying that i can't write much it doesn't come to me as easily or as effortlessly mm-hmm. and he had said karte ki vidya hai karne se aati hai kya baat hai so kya baat that, hai yeah so that stayed with me and i think this came out from there somewhere hmm to hmm. abhi uh, jo hai aap roz ek poem likhte ho ke nahi bilkul bhi nahi jab aapke i think sumar uh, mein itna zyada likhte hai to jee. aap kyun nahi likh sakte ho roz ek poem wohi hai bhavnanti wo something needs to trigger inside me I think yeah. the most recent poem that I wrote was for Irfan sir uh, when he passed away. It was overwhelming. The thoughts, the lines just started swirling in my head and I knew that I had to get it out. And I didn't want to, you know, do a regular condolence tweet or whatever whatever and these lines just began forming in my head. It it took me all of 15 minutes to write that poem. Um So where is that poem? Yeah, it's on Instagram. I posted it on Instagram. Do you, you want me? Two lines from it. Can you read? I I can read it for you. It's not really a title, but I call it uh, "You Unsettled Me." Mm-hmm. Um, and this was also, you know, when the pandemic had just started and the lockdown had just been announced, and mm-hmm. uh, it had, I think, been a month, and we were all just coping with a very, very uh, unfamiliar way of life. Right. Yeah, there was gloom. Uh, there was gloom all over. There was gloom everywhere. In fact, that word makes its presence in the poem as well. So, um, this was the poem. I was an anonymous name the day we first met. Your grace mm-hmm. was disarming. You unsettled me. The drive back was anxious till the message I received. You believed and agreed. You unsettled me. An effortless mastery of the craft, the awe of your presence. There was faith to redeem. you unsettled me another chance always wished like a prayer to the altar you had higher battles to fight you unsettled me the flame of art invincible you lit the marquee again how much had i missed watching you you unsettled me in this pall of global gloom coping and resilience at test this was bad news at its worst once again you unsettled me fabulous fabulous so 
in the end i would like to ask you that you know your father uh, took great care to constantly know what you were thinking whether you were writing whether you wanted to play sitar whether you wanted to write a script and was always there behind you in case you needed him hmm how are you observing your son and do you see uh, glimpses of a writer an artist in him or is he like the father uh no so english is one of his strongest subjects creative writing um mm-hmm. he comes back with awards for his creative writing sure. um i think also because there's so much awareness the kids are so aware that it's already you know kind of seeping into his subconscious that because my nanu is a great writer and mm. i also write well mm. i try to yeah. chip away at that sometimes because i you know it can go both ways mm. i don't want you to write well because your nanu is a great writer i want mm. you to write be able to write well because you have it in you to write well mm. um i honestly don't know how much uh, the emotional quotient or the creative quotient uh is genetic bhavna aunty i really don't know i think mm. it's more uh um about the socialization uh, about the uh, about the um raising of the child the environment that he is raised in than mm. the genetics um mm. you know that play a part in these things so he is musically inclined he loves to sing uh, we also got him a little guitar we got him a drum set so mm-hmm. i'm we're doing exactly what papa did to me we mm-hmm. introduce him to it he'll do it for a little bit he'll drop it he'll move on to something else i was never forced to stay ki ab ye choose kiya to isi mein rehna hai ki agar matlab bharatnatyam sikhna shuru kiya karna hi hai pura i did the sitar for a few years but i didn't enjoy it i enjoyed playing the piano so i learned the piano for 9 years i i was not forced to stay on on a creative path uh, because i had initiated my journey on it hmm that's what we are doing with uh, samay as well if i ask you at the end that who is a poet or what is a poet what would be your answer um i don't think poetry is only about impactful uh, uh, choice and combination of words mm-hmm. you can't have that if you don't have sensitivity awareness and insight hmm and once you have sensitivity awareness and insight you can use average words hmm and your writing will still be creative and meaningful hmm it comes from the sensitivity to your environment Hmm. I believe that. Nice. I like it. So mm-hmm. I am very uh, happy to chat with you and to listen to your poems, and uh, I like them all. <laughs> I think it's very different from Dad, and mm-hmm. um, I like the imageries they create, and I like the way it pierces my heart. My heart mm-hmm. bleeds for a while, but uh, I'm still thinking about them, reflecting on it, which means I'm not sad because in my heart. head and heart i'm singing so mm. i'll wait for more poems <laughs> we will do another show for sure for sure i've 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 really really enjoyed doing this as well thank you for tuning in if you have liked this episode do comment do rate on apple podcasts 
Subscribe on your favorite podcast app like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Hubhopper, Castbox, Spotify, Geo Seven, so that you get notified when we come next. Stay tuned for the next episode with yet another guest. And until then, take great care of yourself.